Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. This is one of those stories that was sent to me by so many people I couldn't thank everyone. So thank you all collectively for sending it to me. I've done several stories about the guy who bought the old Corvette and was going to restore it. And he brought it to these state officials because you have to do that with vehicles over a certain age in some states. And they looked at it and said, hey, this VIN tag, the vehicle identification number tag, has been removed and reinstalled improperly. And because of that, we're going to grab it from you and, and hang on to it. It's contraband. And uh, it caused a big brouhaha in the field of, of classic cars. And this is actually a problem that pops up from time to time. And now they finally resolved this in one respect legally. So the guy got the car back. Now, it's not a perfect result because he got the car back and it's been damaged over the length of time that it was not in his possession. And he also had to spend a ton in attorney fees. But there are some other questions that still have never been answered as far as I can tell. So I'm going to try to go through what happened just now and also talk about the different laws that come into effect here because I am actually an attorney. And Haggerty.com ran the article I've got in my hands. And I like Haggerty. It's a Michigan-based insurance company that specializes in classic and collector cars. And uh, full disclosure here, they do insure my Viper. But they're not like an advertiser or anything like that. But they're just uh, a company I've been aware of for a long time. But the headline is, Corvette returned to Kansas owner after a six-year VIN fight. Kyle Smith wrote it. Uh, the smallest details can make or break a restoration, as you may know. Sometimes in very interesting and frustrating ways. Richard Martinez has learned over the last six years. That's how long it took for the seizure ensuing court battle, and finally the return of his 59 Chevrolet Corvette, which, by the way, required the state legislature to pass a specific law just to fix the problem, in essence, for this guy. It'll also help people going forward in the state. And the primary fight was triggered by two rivets, two rivets, and those are the rivets that hold in the VIN tag. The fasteners in question held the VIN plate to the car and only caused all this ruckus because of a Kansas law which is designed to fight VIN swapping on stolen or otherwise questionable cars. During an earlier restoration of the car, uh, someone replaced the two roundhead Phillips screws that originally secured the VIN plate with a pair of pop rivets. When Martinez registered his Corvette, the discrepancy was spotted, and that triggered the seizure of the car by the Kansas Highway Patrol. The car remained in impound despite no evidence that it was stolen or otherwise tampered with. And the FBI even decided in favor of the man, but that didn't help him any. And, and here's the thing. You buy a car from somebody and it is from 1959. It's an old car. Okay. You bring it in the state goes, hey, that VIN tag has been replaced. That's a potential problem. Well, the real question is, is the car or is the car not stolen? Did the person who sell it to you have the right to sell it to you? And could you theoretically trace the chain of ownership back? And, and you often can. So I'm going to let you know that I own a Dodge Viper like this, and it's titled in my name right now. Now, I can tell you who I bought it from, and I have a copy of the title that he had. And I also signed paperwork transferring the title from him to me. He also gave me a copy of the Certificate of Origin showing that the car was actually ordered by him and delivered to him at a dealership in Illinois. And so I have all the paperwork going back to the car's, in essence, birth certificate. Now, to do that with a vehicle's changed hands a bunch of times in different states could be difficult to track. 
but it theoretically is doable. And that's always a question I have because I've represented somebody who bought a classic vehicle, took it to the state to have it inspected. They said, this vehicle's stolen. And it turns out that the VIN had been replaced by somebody who did a better job of it than this. And they put a VIN on from a vehicle that yanked out of a junkyard. And the actual vehicle my client had bought was, in fact, stolen. And in the particular case of my client's car, the VIN was stamped elsewhere on the car and very, very hard to find. You had to know what you're looking for and look for it. And so that's always the question is, many people don't know this. Even on these older cars, the VIN would be stamped someplace in a 59 Corvette. I believe it's stamped on the frame. But it can be extremely difficult to find and also difficult to read. So question number one always is, does the VIN tag, does that correspond with the VIN that's stamped elsewhere on the car? And you may have a problem if you can't read the numbers anymore on the frame. They could be rusted over. They could All kinds of stuff can happen. Sometimes they weren't even stamped in that well because people weren't really that careful about it back then in 1959. The second question is, assuming this is the correct VIN, which it could be, can, how far back can you trace the title? So as a seized asset, the classic Chevrolet languished outside in an impound lot while a legal battle raged. The case was elevated all the way to the Kansas State Legislature, who ultimately sent House Bill 2594 to the governor who signed the bill on March 22nd, it went into effect nine days later, and it laid the path for the Corvette to be returned to Martinez. He had sustained a significant financial loss because he spent an estimated $30,000 in legal fees to reclaim the car he bought for fifty. dollars uh, It would be easy to be frustrated with the Highway Patrol, but according to KCTV5 in Kansas City, the thought never crossed Martinez's mind. The law was clear. Enforcement was fair. The law simply needed reform. And that's the point. The law specifically said in Kansas... If we encounter a car that the VIN tag has clearly been removed and replaced, then we've got to grab it and figure out what's going on here. And so, like I said, in the case of my client, in the case I gave you as as an example a moment ago, uh, that vehicle, when they realized that the VIN uh, on the dash was wrong, they then found the VIN elsewhere in the car, and they traced that and found out the car had, in fact, been stolen. The return of his Corvette should feel like a victory, but Martinez is clear that his journey has been financially and emotionally draining Car and $20,000 have been awarded to Martinez, but reports cite that there could be as much as $28,000 in damage to the vehicle from just sitting around outside. $20,000 is the cap that can be awarded by Kansas to Martinez for repairs, which the Corvette desperately needs after sitting outside for six years. Uh, As of right now, the car still doesn't even start. So this is not the outcome anyone would have predicted, and it also falls somewhere in between good and bad on the scale of results we would have wished for. Of course, the point here is that the man got the law changed. And now, here's the thing. I did look it up. 1959 Corvette has the uh, VIN tag on the driver's side doorpost. Okay, so you open the door up and it's right there. Okay, and that's where it was in a lot of cars in that era. The uh, turbine cars uh, VIN tag was also on the inside of the doorpost there. However, Uh, What you should know is that vehicle identification numbers and tags are regulated quite heavily by the federal government. And that's where those laws come from. So we're going to talk about that in a second. But first, the law that got passed to allow this man to get his Corvette back is House Bill 2594. The actual statute is lengthy and written in legalese. 
But the state issued a summary of the bill for those who wanted to read it in plain English. It's called the Antique Vehicle Restoration Act, HB 2594. It creates an exemption in law related to vehicle identification number offenses for antique vehicles. It says, except under certain circumstances, Kansas law prohibits the destruction, removal, alteration, or defacing of a VIN when no part of the motor vehicle trailer or semi-trailer has been stolen and a VIN has been assigned. Any law enforcement officer with knowledge of a vehicle having such a VIN is directed by law to seize and take possession of the motor vehicle or trailer, and the seized vehicle is classified as an article of contraband subject to destruction. Okay? So, the bill creates an exception from the prohibition when a person removes and reinstalls a VIN or manufacturer's serial number on an antique vehicle defined in continuing law as a vehicle more than 35 years old if the removal and installation are necessary for the repair or restoration of the antique vehicle, the manufacturer's serial number or VIN is immediately reinstalled after the repair or restoration is complete and the person does not know or has no reason to know that the antique vehicle is stolen. The bill takes effect upon publication in the Kansas Register, which has already happened. So the point is that you are allowed to do this for repair or restoration. So let's suppose one day you're driving along and you get out of your Corvette. As you swing the door open, the VIN tag is just swinging because one of the rivets broke. Okay? Well, you can obviously fix that. You can reattach it. Uh, Let's suppose that that your vehicle, not a Corvette, but your vehicle, uh, suffers from severe rust, severe rust, on, on that door frame or wherever the VIN tag is, and you want to repair it. You pull the tag off, you repair it, you put the tag back on. Okay, so those are things you're allowed to do for the repair or restoration of the vehicle, but the VIN you took off has got to go back on. You can't put on a different VIN, which is one of the things they want to avoid having people do. And of course, you can't do that if you know or have reason to know that the VIN is on a vehicle that has been stolen. Now, in case you're curious, and this is something, believe it or not, the Kansas law before this happened was stricter than the federal law, which I find odd because the federal laws are often quite strict. So the law on altering or removing the VIN on a motor vehicle comes from 18 U.S. Code Section 511. 18 U.S. Code Section 511. And it says a person who knowingly removes, obliterates, tampers with, or alters an identification number for a motor vehicle or motor vehicle part, or with intent to further the theft of a motor vehicle, does these things. Well, that wouldn't apply here. We're talking about knowingly removing, obliterating, or tampering with a VIN. It says here, shall be fined under this title, imprisoned not more than five years, or both. But then it says, the subsection above does not apply to a removal, obliteration, tampering, or alteration by a person specified below. (laughs) So the action above might not apply to people below. The persons referred to that we're talking about here would be a motor vehicle scrap processor or a motor vehicle demolisher. So if you buy the vehicle for scrap and you scrap it, you do not get in trouble for scrapping the VIN. However, here's what we're talking about. It also does not apply to a person who repairs such vehicle or part if the removal, obliteration, tampering, or alteration is reasonably necessary for the repair. 
And then it talks about what you have to do if you do remove it and replace it. But you are allowed to remove the tag and put it back on so long as you're doing it for these purposes. You're repairing such vehicle. So interestingly, the federal statute wasn't as harsh as the Kansas statute was. But I've never seen in any of these stories, if anybody had ever done the work to trace back the ownership of this vehicle. And I think that's one of the problems is that I poked around and you can find websites and discussion boards for anybody and anything out there. And I was reading stuff on some of these discussion boards for guys who are fans of 1959 Corvettes. And they'll tell you that they believe that the VIN is stamped on the frame in one place and possibly two. And so very, very early on in the process, a VIN gets assigned to the frame. And there's a spot on the frame where they stamp it in. They stamp the VIN into the frame. But, of course, everyone knows that as it goes down the assembly line in 1959 and the parts get added onto it, somewhere down the road there's going to be a tag attached to the doorpost on the driver's side that is very, very accessible and is going to be the one everyone looks at. So sometimes people are stamping the numbers into the frame don't do a real good job of it. And that might seem odd until you realize that, well, Who's going to need to look at this when they got the tag on the door? So it's a crazy story. But I feel really sorry for the guy because he's bought the car in good faith. Kansas Police Highway Patrol seized it and said, we have to by law. And after everybody investigated it, they came back to the conclusion and said, well, as far as we know, it's not stolen. Nothing indicates it is stolen. It's just you've got the problem with that VIN tag which appears to have been removed and replaced because someone did a restoration on it and wanted to get at that door pillar. Okay, but unfortunately the law read the way the law read, and as I noted, the state law was harsher than the federal law. So there you go, but it's good news in one way, but it's bad news, of course, because it cost the guy a ton of money. And, you know, I can tell you that in the case I had, I've actually had more than one case like this, but the most recent case I'm thinking about, luckily, my client had bought it from a dealership, and we managed to get the dealership to pay on that, Uh, but there's some legal issues involved there that may or may not be involved here. So there you go. But the Corvette's been returned to the Kansas owner after a six-year fight. Haggerty published it. Kyle Smith wrote it and uh, sent to me by a lot of people. Thank you very much. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Progress is man's ability to complicate simplicity.